0: Could this be the last year we see E3 happen? Let's jump into it. What is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 146. I'm Jeff James, as always with me, the incredible, unobtainable, luscious Brody Fultz. How are you?
1: Oh, just great. How about yourself? Doing okay, got a crazy
0: headache, but hey, man, we're gonna power through. We're gonna do it. Got water here, taking multiple uh, headache things, and we're gonna, we're doing it. We're gonna kill it. We're gonna kill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got news for the peep, for the for the peeps. Um, Can't talk. Oh my god, I have our stream open and I can hear myself talk while I'm talking. I'm gonna shut that off. That's awful. Um, There you go. (laughs) No, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. It's gonna get better because there's good video game news. Cheesiest statement ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on. Quick uh, video
1: game news here.
0: Guys, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Diggity Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Diggity, D I G G I T Y, or search for Diggity Gaming. Um, also, tell your friends, family, loved ones, whoever you don't love, whoever you hate, um, about our podcast. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, tune in wherever awesome podcasts are listened to. We are there. We're also now on, uh, what is it? Pod- podcast Addict? Podcast. Yeah. Okay. Podcast adding. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new one. Yeah, we're on that yeah. one now. I'm. We missed that one somehow. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we're everywhere else. Yeah.
1: Except for Pandora. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. <Mm-mm-mm. laughs> yeah. Well, maybe one day Pandora will bless us enough to be able to be on their platform. I have no idea. Who knows? Um. Also, uh, become a patron over at patreoncom diggitypodcast Get ex- access to a private Discord. Uh, depending on your tier, you might also get an incredible invention called the stickity diggity it's a fucking sticker um uh, but it's got our shit on it <laughs> so it makes it cool uh also you get sweet access to exclusive shows two shows to be exact um little uh teaser uh those who are not patrons uh you'll miss out on the fact of a story about our local weather service with the name of a man named Perdeep, that was a fictional character I created as well as um it's also a weird thing that we talked about the other one, too. Um, uh,
1: Jeff Bezos.
0: Uh, Jeff Bezos Power Vest. So yep, if you want to yep. hear those, uh, head over to patreon.com. Become a patron over there for the exclusive content. Um, with that, before we jump into the news, what have you been playing?
1: I have been playing a little bit of Modern Warfare and a little bit of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It's only been a couple days since the last recording, so I haven't had a whole lot yeah. of time to play anything too crazy. And This weekend, though. It's on. Yes,
0: and I have played nothing, but Friday night, it's kind of on. And
1: then Saturday it's on. Oh, it's 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 on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm ready. Let's let's go. I said it's on
0: and then I realized it's Valentine's Day and people were like, Oh boy.
1: Yeah. Luckily, uh my wife and I, we don't we don't really do Valentine's Day. Yeah. We
0: really have. Janelle and I aren't really uh celebrating valentine's day this year that much either we didn't we really we didn't get each other anything because we got a friggin' house so we're like you know what just that counts whatever
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
1: usually i'll go to like walmart and get the the goofy uh like mug with a weird janky stuffed animal in it just as kind of more <laughs> of a joke than anything and maybe a, a thing of chocolates and that's usually about the extent of our valentine's day plans but tomorrow i'm making steak. I'm oh, state, I'm doing stay. We're too. gonna stay home. So I'm doing, uh, or we might go see a movie. Not sure. Kind of up in the air. I don't know. It's gonna be crazy everywhere oh you go God, on dude, Valentine's it's Day. Awful. It's we just choose to stay home night. Did I tell you I time. tried
0: to book something like a dinner like a couple weeks ago?
1: Oh boy, I tried to Not book so
0: a dinner three weeks ago, and every restaurant was packed. Or they're like, "Hey, yeah, we've got room at 845. 45. At the bar, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'll just grill steak. It's so it's a double whammy, but yeah, we're making steak too. So I'm just gonna steak, some wine, just chill, yeah. and then whatever.
1: So cool. All right, man, you want to hit us with the diggity deals before we jump into the news. Yeah, Nintendo Switch, you can get Assassin's Creed, the Rebel Collection, for twenty nine ninety nine on the U.S. eShop. Uh, on Xbox One, you can get the Division 2 for $2.99 in the Xbox Store. You can also get it on PlayStation as well, but I chose it as the Xbox One because nothing else is happening. Oh. Uh, but if you don't have that game and you let it pass for $3, dollars you fucked up. It's a fantastic <laughs> game. I enjoy it a lot, and for $3, it's an absolute steal uh on PS4 you can get a pre-owned copy of Uncharted 4 for $5 at GameStop and on PC you can get Ori and the Blind Forest the definitive edition for 4.99 on Steam
0: well do I ever have some deals for you and oh, they're yeah? free with a Ooh. subscription <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> so for uh, Nintendo Switch online Uh, We've got some additions coming on February 19th, uh, both for NES and SNES, Nintendo Switch Online games. Uh, So, on the NES side of things, you're going to get Shadow of the Ninja and uh, Eliminator Boat Duel. And for NES titles, you're going to get Pop and Twinbee and Smash Tennis. So, hit those up. They're free. If you have the subscription, jump on that. And uh, what's nice is you don't have to uh, click download or snide those up. They just automatically
1: appear. Yeah. So, that's Um, always a nice thing for for these games that no one particularly cares about. Sure. I've never heard anybody say they're nostalgic for any of these four games. Um but yeah, hey, they are. I'd really like Nintendo to start
0: like giving you like N64 games.
1: Yeah, let's let's go ahead and get away from NES and SNES. We've kind of uh sucked those dry. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. I'm uh, assuming though there's, the, there's plenty of others. I'm
0: assuming they're going to start maybe giving us N64 once they do the N64 classic this holiday season. Because you I, know they're going to fucking come out so.
1: with that. Oh, yeah. That. Especially since they launched the Switch Lite last year. They didn't want to steal their thunder there. They're not going to have anything new this year. So I would imagine the N64 Classic would be the way ooh, to
0: go. Ooh, but maybe not because coronavirus. Board. Oh, that's true. A lot of yeah. these things could be very like, could be delayed. These that's new really consoles could get everything. Dude, That it spiked. It doubled. Someone fucked up. Like, how does that that happen? I heard on the news some guys just like, yeah, we uh, we were testing it wrong. It's like, Jesus. (laughs) It's double the amount.
1: Yeah, that's... Not great. Not ideal. Not great. Uh, Pre-registration for the Android version of Gwent, the Witcher card game, has begun. Uh, If you have an Android, go ahead and go to the Google Play Store, and you should be able to pre-register for it there. Uh, If you have Apple... Uh, an iPhone or iPad or whatever, you should be able to already get that. I believe it's been out for like a year on iOS. Uh, but, yeah, cool. Huh. If you like Gwent, otherwise known as The Witcher 3, uh, the, the main s- subversion in that game, there you go. You can play it now on your phone. Cool. Uh, other iOS news.
0: Uh, Project xCloud is now available through a limited iOS test flight. Get at me. Uh, the App Store has placed some restrictions on this test flight, though. It is only available in the US, UK, and my home and native land of Canada. Uh, this version does not include console streaming, just Project X Cloud. Only one game is available. That game is Halo, the Master Chief Collection, so can't really complain about that. It's a pretty good game. Uh, only 10,000 testers can be accepted at this time, and those spots were filled practically instantly. So. Um as much as Real we fast. give you this news, uh, it's also disappointing to you right now. Uh, there are basically <laughs> time slots for this preview so that they don't have too many testers playing at one time. Uh, don't know those times. I'm sure they will tweet these things out, make releases for these times, and the batches will increase as time goes on. They feel comfortable adding more people. But I'm stoked to get this going. Try this out. On my iPhone, I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have iPhone, so it doesn't really mean right. mean anything to me, but yeah, that's fine. It'd be nice to play it on the iPad. It'd be, be a good Ooh. thing. Uh, so, Pokemon Home is out for Switch, iPhone, and Android now. Um, I went ahead and bought the the um, a year subscription or whatever to it, because why not, I guess? <laughs> and I wanted to carry some Pokemon over and stuff, Um. It's fine. I don't know. It's it's nothing revolutionary. It's not uh, the the best laid out app I've ever seen in my life. But it it's fine. Um, when has
0: any Nintendo app
1: been a great laid out app? Uh, that's that's a very good point. Uh, p- pretty much never. <laughs> So uh, Uh, it's pretty much exactly what you would expect. I have never had uh, Pokemon Bank, so I don't really have anything to compare it to in that regard. But uh, I went ahead and got it on uh, Switch and my phone, Uh, did a a Wonder Trade type of thing, and, and got some... Okay, Pokemon. Uh, some some Caterpies, and some bullshit as well. But <laughs> Caterpies uh, <laughs> and some bullshit, <laughs> otherwise known as Caterpie. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I don't know. It, it it works. It does what it's advertised to do, and the subscription is probably way too much for what it actually is. But it it's it works, I guess.
0: That was the most disappointing. I, I melodramatic.
1: I, I, there's Could just not, not really much to say about it. I mean, overall, it's it, a bank. It, it, <laughs> it does what it's supposed to do, and it costs three times as much as it used to. So <laughs> I mean, what? What? I don't know what else you want from me here. It's that's just kind of what it is. So
0: speaking the truth here on Diggity, dudes. Uh, um, some PlayStation. So PlayStation packs East playable games lineup was released. So here's the list. Bear with me. Um, you've got Below, Cloudpunk. Doom Eternal. Dreams, number eight, 18,000 and three. Just dreams. Just dreams. Dreams. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Uh, Genshin Impact. Gorn PSVR. Haven, The Last of Us Part Two. Marvel's Iron Man VR on PSVR, obviously. MLB The Show 20. Mosaic Moving Out. Uh, Neo 2. Uh, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows. Uh, That's the title. That's not me being a sarcastic asshole. Uh, Paper (laughs) Beast for PlayStation VR. Uh, Persona 5 Royal. Um, Pixel Ripped 1995, which that is a really cool looking game. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. Remnant from the Ashes. The Room VR. A Dark Matter. Not that bad movie, but The Room VR. Um, Space.
1: (laughs) Don't you dare. Don't you dare take a shit on the room. <laughs>
0: uh Space Channel five on uh, PSVR, Spelunky two. Woo! Uh Trials of Mana and Zombie Army four. So uh there you go. There's there your PAX you go. Uh, lineup, dudes.
1: Yeah. Um cool. It cool. Games. <laughs> games. There will be games at PAX. Uh so we have a, a few more details on Marvel's Avengers, uh which if you remember it has been delayed to september now uh but we got a little bit more news on it and kind of some of the some of the things going on here so playstation benefits so it was announced that uh by playing on playstation you will get some exclusives and things like that uh so first up you get uh first access to the beta so that's fine and dandy they've been doing stuff like that for forever whatever uh, the exclusive digital version of the game which is obviously different than the regular digital version of the game on everything else uh, this will include a thousand credits that are used for uh, buying customizable options and, and things in game scared all hell yeah this sounds like a shitty mobile game <laughs> Uh, an exclusive Miss Marvel nameplate, because everybody wants a really, yeah. really great nameplate. This is essentially like the, the the call signs in Call of Duty, except for even Call of Duty doesn't monetize their call signs this bad. So we're not off to a fantastic start. We sound a little negative tonight, and I it's not intentional. Oh, we it's are. Just, it's just some of this stuff gets old, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw the customizable nameplates that are going to cost you like six ninety nine. It's ridiculous. I saw the
0: best meme ever yesterday, and it was well, no, today. Um, and it throw politics aside. It was Bernie Sanders, okay, and he has this ad that's going around all the time right now. The that says, you know, the <laughs> yeah. once again, I, once I'm again, asking, asking for you. <laughs> once yeah, again, I am asking for your financial support. And in this one, he's like, um, it was EA or whatever and it was uh it was like some microtransaction to buy something i forget which game it was and it it was just him he's like once again i am asking for your financial support (laughs) (laughs) and he had like the ea over his face and i'm like oh my
1: god uh Uh, and finally the last thing in the playstation uh digital version is if you pre-order this version specifically you will get a nameplate that can be equipped to any of the core six avengers uh a exclusive Marvel or Miss Marvel emote, sorry, Great. and a PS4 theme. Wow. Awesome. Boner alert. Uh, yeah. So, uh, don't pre-order this. Uh, <laughs> other editions of the uh- game... Uh, the Deluxe Edition, which will cost you $80, dollars seventy nine ninety nine, 99 It includes an Obsidian Outfit Pack, which are metallic outfits with gold accents and six Obsidian nameplates. Uh, 72-hour early access to the game. That's and a some one- bullshit. Mm-hmm. And a one-month free subscription to Marvel Unlimited, but for the physical version only. What? <laughs> So, for an extra $20, you can get uh, some outfits, some nameplates, and 72 hours early to the game. Yeah! Uh, (laughs) And the Earth's Mightiest Edition, which is the collector's edition of the game, which will run you $199. Uh, This includes an Avengers A icon steelbook case, a 12-inch statue of Captain America, a Hulk bobblehead, okay. uh, a molnier keychain, a Black Widow belt buckle. Oh, wow, yeah. That's great. <laughs> can wear that to the Home Depot on my weekend reno's. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a leaf blower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got your hands in your pockets with your thumbs sticking out, on the but- rubbing on, on that on belt the buckle. Black Widow logo. <laughs> an Iron Man prototype armor blueprint, wow. uh, Kamala Khan's honorary Avengers pen, and a commemorative Avengers group photo. How adorable. Wow. Uh, and pre-order bonuses for everyone, if I read this properly, because it was they, they didn't explicitly say this is for everyone, but it was separate from just the PlayStation edition, so I assume this is for everyone. Uh, you can get Marvel Legacy outfits.
0: Cool. So you get a, a case... You mm-hmm. get um, a 12 inch statue of Captain America. That's kind of cool. Hopefully the quality is good. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a essentially a pop bobblehead. Um, it
1: didn't look good either. I'd rather have a pop than that one personally.
0: Okay. You, I, you get, I mean
1: I'm I'm slightly biased, but at the same time, no. <laughs> For those who can't see the
0: video. There's only like a thousand pops behind Brody's head. <laughs> um, so you get a you get a knockoff pop bobblehead. You get a uh, Mjolnir keychain that, that's been around probably for the last eight years that you can pick up at a Geek store. You get a belt buckle um, that's probably going to snap in half the moment you try to tighten your fucking pants. Uh, and you get a piece of paper that's blue that looks like Iron Man had a blueprint from it. You get Kamala Khan's Avengers pin, which how many people are really going to give a shit about Kamala Khan? Um, and you get... She's
1: actually kind of popular, but... And you get, uh, wait
0: for it, you get a piece of paper again with the Avengers on it.
1: Right, and it's it's just essentially a screenshot from the game of them all standing together. (laughs) This is not great. Um, I don't like anything about this. They should have done, like, my
0: theory on this is that if there's ever going to be a collector's Edition for a game that would sell, like, fucking hotcakes and could be way more expensive than $200, it would be this game. If you did it right where you had, like, yeah. either a bust of a character where it was, like, really cool and it came in, like, this big, like, crate or something like that. Or you had a large, you know, statue of, like, numerous Avengers fighting something together.
1: If, if any...
0: Like, this could have been, like, 400, 500 bucks, and people would have bought this shit.
1: Oh, yeah. If, if any game could have had the coolest collector's edition ever, it is this game. I mean, the Marvel IP with all of the different characters that are going to be in this game, they could have just absolutely blown it out of the water, and this is, I mean, a, this isn't even a decent collector's edition in my mind for any game, let alone a Marvel's Avengers game. I feel like this is... Not ideal. Um, I I don't. I, I, this game so far seems like it is going to be very scummy. I'm just not excited about this at all. And I'm a huge, huge Marvel fan. And I am, wow, that bobblehead
0: looks like shit.
1: (laughs) I told you it does. It looks terrible. Yeah, it's bad. Oh my god. I, d- I don't have any hope for this game, He looks like the
0: fucking Green Giant. <laughs> Doesn't even look like Hulk. His muscles are tiny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know what they're doing with this game. Uh, the fact that a PlayStation version of this game gives you credits to buy something in the store is already a really, really bad start. And I just... I I have this feeling that it is going to be monetized similar to a mobile game to where it is just going to be just terrible, just overly uh, predatory, and just, I, I just, I don't know, man. Something about this game is not setting right with me at all.
0: Well, I hope maybe they can prove this wrong. I hope so. Hopefully. I mean, that's, this Hulk bobblehead isn't setting it off on a good course, but. It's not a great start. Maybe we can get there. (laughs) Um, Moving on, Need for Speed is moving back to Criterion for development. So the current development team, Ghost Games, is in the process of becoming EA Gothenburg again. Uh, They plan to focus themselves as an engineering hub and support team for EA. Uh, EA says that the engineering expertise in our Gothenburg team, some of whom are architects of the Frostbite engine, is vital to a number of our ongoing projects and they would remain in that location. Uh, Many people within the Ghost Games team that are in more of a creative position will be absorbed by Criterion and help with Need for Speed going forward, but this still does leave roughly 30 jobs at risk. Uh, EA says that they plan to find a place for these other 30 people within the company. Uh, Ghost Games took over the franchise in 2013, making the last four Need for Speed games which have not been overly well received. EA says that some of the issues is from a struggle to attract the right talent to Ghost Games. Criterion, who is best known for the Burnout series, uh, previously worked the two Need for Speed titles directly before Ghost took over Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and Need for Speed Most Wanted. For the past five years, the studio has filled the support role within EA. So this is good. I mean, there's more... uh, um, Uh, competition out there obviously with forza horizon that directly Mm -hmm. hits basically the need for speed franchise and i would love to see need for speed get you know you know rebirth basically and just and 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 be back to its old ways i think they just got way too complicated with a lot of shit and they seem to dumb it down a little bit and, and and bring it to here's my cars here's you know what i can do to them on a base level and and not make it so i don't know Make it fun, make it like, and just jump in. Because Forza Horizon is nice that you can customize as much as you want, but you can also just kind of just jump in quickly and just get going. And I
1: didn't yeah. really think you could do that, and then do Need for Speeds. I feel like, I, I think a good move for Need for Speed would be to get away from the open world stuff. I think that's where they start to kind of lose it a little bit. And I get that that's what they want to do, because they are trying to directly compete with... Um, with Forza, uh, but it just... I personally think Need for Speed is most successful when it is more of a arcade style racing game because that's the way it drives. It's not supposed to be a simulator. It's not supposed to be anything like that. It's, it's an arcade racing game, essentially. And so I think even if you do have an open world, maybe not have such a strong focus on it, like just have it kind of basically something you can drive around and you can go to the different races, you know, keep it simple without trying to do too much. Also, maybe step away from this edgy story that you're trying to do. Like I, it's not working. This isn't, you know the the early 2000s when fast and furious was just coming out and everybody loved that this street racing scene and oh we the cops are coming yada yada you know it, it it doesn't work anymore i think the best thing they can do is just make a damn good racing game and try to get away from from some of the stuff that they've done and from what it seems like heat is is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, they definitely still kind of leaned into this edginess type thing, like, uh, corrupt, corrupt cops and oh, street cops racing. Yeah. Yeah. Yada yada. We need
0: to race. Them. Like we don't need villains and shit like that.
1: No, no, just give me a good racing game. Yeah. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. I love need for speed from back in the day of just, you know, jumping in and playing some arcade races, customizing some cars, having fun with it. Like mm-hmm. it does not need to be this big elaborate thing. Just make a damn good racing game. That's all. That's all we want. Yep. And they're capable of it. They've they've done it before. Yeah. With Criterion uh, stepping back in, I think that's a good move because uh, Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted were both pretty well received, especially Hot Pursuit. Uh, Most Wanted was, I think, kind of okay, but it yeah. wasn't the the best. But it was still better than pretty much the last four. I think. Again, I think Heat is is has been received pretty well, but uh, it's still not quite you know what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Hopefully, Criterion can come in and and turn this around a little bit. Cool. The last thing we have on the list here. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, we talked about this in the Patreon episode for a little bit, but uh, the whole thing about our Patreon episode is it's not going to take away from our main show here, so we're going to talk about it again. Sorry, Patreon uh, <laughs> s- subscribers, but uh, Jeff Keighley will not be at E3 2020. Uh, So the official tweet from Jeff Keighley says, For the past 25 years, I have attended every Electronic Entertainment Expo. Uh, Covering, hosting, and sharing E3 has always been a highlight of my year, not to mention a defining part of my career. I've debated what to say about E3 2020. While I want to support the developers who will showcase their work, I also need to be open and honest with you, the fans, about precisely what to expect from me. Uh, I have made the difficult decision to decline to produce E3 Coliseum. For the first time in 25 years, I will not be participating in E3. I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways and at other events in the future. Um, which, uh, quickly before I get into the rest of this here, uh, he says he wants to be precise about what to expect from him, um, which, I mean, I guess he is, but at the same time, he's not really fully explaining why. Um, uh, and NDAs. Right, right. You know, yeah. you can only say so much, obviously. But uh, another quote from an interview with the Hollywood <clears throat> Reporter says, uh, "Given what has been communicated about E3 so far, I just don't feel comfortable participating this year," which um, says uh, a lot and <laughs> genuinely probably makes me more, concerned about E3.
0: Yeah, probably more on the end. I think um, after reading some of the other stuff in the in the in the comments on Twitter, I think it's more of like. It's just not going to do well. I don't think it's like a moral thing. Like some people are like, oh, my God, is there something corrupt happening? It's like, no. No, I think it's like, wow, this is fucking dying. I'm out.
1: Right. Essentially, he doesn't want to put his name on it. Yeah, and his name means
0: something for sure. He's the Ryan Seacrest of the games industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and on top of that, he has his own show that is becoming quickly – way larger than E3. I mean, (laughs) the Xbox was announced at his show versus being announced at E3. Yeah, there's some bad blood there. I I, I think at a certain certain point, he has to step away from E3 anyway, just because it's like, it's kind of like helping your competition in a way. Um, But... The official statement from the ESA says, uh, Jeff has been and continues to be a strong industry advocate and champion. He played a critical role in developing E3 Coliseum, a platform reintroduced three years ago that brought fans together for important conversations with industry luminaries and leaders in celebration of video games. We appreciate his contributions and hope to, to have future collaborations. In 2020, we look forward to presenting a reimagined E3 that will connect and delight fans worldwide. Which, what we have kind of heard so far and uh, seen from leaks and things like that, sounds like E3 is going to be focused predominantly on the experience for the people there and less about... Uh, the the big showcases and and the big presentations, keynotes, and all that. Um, so it seems like this year is going to be a little weird, and it almost seems like they're grasping for anything to keep them alive. Well, and I, think,
0: I, r- I think they're trying to just concentrate on 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 becoming. So like, packs, right? Yeah. Like they're gonna be another packs,
1: right? But at the same time, the the reason they're trying to become that is because. What they already are is not working. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, not. It's yeah, not. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's a forced, a forced evolution that yeah. they. You know, uh, this show was never set up to be, and Pax kind of has always filled that role of being that more mm-hmm. uh, fan-oriented uh, yeah. presentation and event. Um, so this is. Uh, this this seems to be. Um, uh, not a good sign for E3 at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say the, the idea of Jeff Keeley stepping away from it and basically feeling like he's or saying that he essentially does <clears throat> not like what's going to happen at E3 this year and that it's just not what he expects from the show uh, is pretty much all but the, the final nail in the coffin, I think. As I said in the uh, Patreon episode, I, I I think this is either the last year or the second to last year. I think next year would probably be the last. I think this year survives solely because of uh, Xbox wanting to obviously show off their Series X at E3, um, and I, I think that's the only reason it really survives this year. And next year, without a giant game or a giant console announcement or anything like that, I don't know why. it it is such a big thing that people are going to care about because these companies can put on, you know, directs or things like that and get all of the, the news out there that they want to, because it spreads like wildfire on the internet anyway. So you can put out one little thing from a company that large. And it, I mean, 90% of the internet that even remotely cares about this stuff, will see it. So they don't, they don't need E3. Like they needed it back in the nineties and, and early two thousands. It's, it, times have just changed, and it it doesn't make sense. Well, it's also a massive cost to incur as a company. It makes no sense. Oh, absolutely. Also,
0: huge. like, I get that the Xbox, you know, further details are going to be talked about on it and stuff like that, and, and you'll probably be able to get a look at it and see the menu system and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, the biggest part has already been done, and that's just announcing and showing the damn thing. Right. I mean, obviously, there's all the games and stuff like that, but... I mean, people know when it's coming out or have an idea generally when it's coming out comparative to, you know, any other console release. They know what it looks like or at least what one of the versions looks like. We know what the hell's on the inside of it. We knew that before it was even announced. We know what the controller looks like. It really comes down to just seeing what does the UI look like on it, which you never really get a good look until basically the damn thing launches and you've got it in your hands and can properly review it in that manner. Uh, right. and uh, what are some games? And we even know what some games are going to be coming on to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just and
0: I, seeing them. That's about it. I mean...
1: Without Sony at the show, um, I mean, the games don't seem to matter nearly as much. Obviously, Xbox is leaning into that more this next generation because that it was one of their weak points. But at the same time, uh, they're, they're clearly focusing more on a service rather than the actual console this next generation. So yeah, I, it just... It, it, really does not make sense for for them to push too hard into E three. I, I really think this is I within um so obviously this E three is gonna happen. I would assume that uh potentially next E three will happen depending on if they have any more weird stuff going on this this next off season, like, you know, releasing half of the uh, interviewers personal information and stuff like oh that. God. It might happen again next year, Yikes. but I, I think that um uh, either next year or the year after will be the last year for E3. I
0: think that um if they'd like to survive in the form of they should yeah, they, it, they should become a packs like they're trying to and they should not have it in Los Angeles. They should fucking move it to like Texas or somewhere in the center of the country. Yeah. One the west coast is fucking expensive. Like oh yeah. to go out and and visit it or to go out and and, and, and check things out or, 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 you know, I get it. A lot of people want to say that a lot of people live on the West Coast. Unfortunately, most of the country lives in the eastern side of the United States as well as the Midwest. I, I mean, that's just population-wise. So mm-hmm. people got to get out there. It costs an arm and a leg to fly out there, generally speaking, the time that they have it. Uh, it costs an armor leg like, for lodging, for food, for anything at all. It's so expensive, and I mean, just move the da- like. You already have Pax West. You have Pax East. Move it to move it to Texas.
1: I think yeah, it'd be great in like Austin,
0: Texas. Perfect midpoint for a lot of people to get there. Mm-hmm. Easily get into it. Cool city, hipper, and and give people just you know an ability to get to something closer. Put it in Chicago. I mean, it's expensive, but shit. Yeah. I mean, the Midwest people drive there. East Coast will fly there oh, yeah. cheap. Good God. So, I don't know. It'll be it'll be weird. It'll be weird to see what they do. Um,
1: yeah, I think if it does survive, it's going to be drastically different than what we see now and even what this year will be. I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, like you said, it's going to have to evolve into essentially a PAX of some sort. I mean, this is going to be like, Pax Central now you know yeah. of, of in some way shape or form in order to to make it any further because like i said you know the, the internet is so prominent anymore that you don't need these kind of giant shows you know pax doesn't even really announce anything most of pax is just it, it's a giant celebration of gaming where yes, people can come giant, in like, and play games that are yeah, coming and just a giant and, and demo things and it, 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 and which is cool and it's a cool show and yeah uh, it's just I mean like I said I times think, have changed drastically I think the biggest mess up on E 3s
0: part was when they took it away from being industry only yeah and I don't mean to sound yeah. like a, a bag but. Like, when I was there last time, not last year, but the year before, 20, for twenty eighteen E3. Like, the, it's just, the show floor is just crammed with, you know, people spent all this money on these booths and all this shit. The show floor is crammed with a bunch of people just lining up for, like, an hour at a time to play a 15-minute demo sesh of a new game. Um, you had, like, seven different fucking gaming chair companies Selling gaming chairs on the show floor, or trying to pitch those. You had some like software people trying to pitch stuff. You had cryptocurrency software platforms trying to pitch developers on shit, and you had, you know, a lot of the meetings take place the the big the big hotel, the big meeting place for E three for industry is the Marriott. That's right across from the the um, from Xbox Plaza, and mm-hmm. um, that just gets flooded with people now just hoping to see developers and hoping to see like famous people because the YouTube thing is there too. So you'll have like Jeff Keeley, Boogie, all those kind of guys walking into this place and there's no security or anything like that. I mean, there's a door to get to the YouTube thing, but they have to walk through into the Marriott for all this stuff. So people just stood around waiting for people there. So people couldn't really get business done properly as an industry person um and then yeah you had keynotes where people are there but like i I mean i just i think if you kept it just smaller and, and and just industry focused where people can get together and they do these big keynotes with the press and stuff like that and it was a little bit more like professional i think it could still it would have still had a place because i think the industries like the companies would have seen a lot more value in it than just being this like basically circle jerk of video games with no clear concise like organization behind what it is like the, it's it, right. which is kind of a wow. Well, this is when everyone kind of announces games and it's like but that's not good if all three of you announce at the same time like so where's the value in it right like show me why as a company i need to come do a keynote that's going to cost my company hundreds of thousands of dollars and i can at least get most of my business done for the year like it used to be a place where you get like 80 percent of your business done for the year for yeah. deals and I, when I talk to a lot of people there, it's like some people, the, I mean, some people go and they're just like, yeah, we, we come here as fan service and we basically, you know, take some of our customers out or, you know, we'll meet up with Nintendo or Sony or Xbox, go get a beer or something like that. But generally speaking, we're not talking, you know, crazy business with them anymore at these events. It's just, you know, just the way it is. I mean, we have the internet, we have, you know, Easy ways to access these things and I think it just got uh it's going the way of the dodo. But what conference has been alive for twenty five years? Right? Like Yeah. I mean, I mean it,
1: shit. It it's definitely you know 30 served years, really, what it almost. was set out to, to do. Yeah. It it's it's just crazy. I I think it has been a important part of, of gaming and, and all of that, obviously, but um uh, it, it's kind of similar to, to a GameStop I mean GameStop was a pretty important part of, of the gaming history as well but at the same time uh, they weren't quite ready to evolve and, and they didn't evolve quickly enough and so they're kind of falling by the wayside and, yeah. and as we move into more of a internet focused and digital focused world some of these things just kind of fall by the wayside and, yep. and, and there's not a whole lot you can really do about it it's just the natural evolution of things and it's yeah. the way it's going to go and and so you either have to adjust and and change your plan or do something completely different yeah and and focus on something drastically different and i i mean i guess in a at at the core of it that's that is evolving but i mean it's either get it figured out or it's going to die. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. really how else to say it. Well, because there know.
0: also used to be a lot of, like, um, uh, hand-holding or, I guess, not hand, like, gatekeeping almost kind of um, because the ESA, who, you know, started E3 and runs it, um, you know, like, way back, you know, let's talk about, you know, uh, games on DVDs or on disc, Right shit had to be approved you had to find you know distributors for that kind of stuff you had to find the manufacturers for these discs you had to find all these different things and now it's just like hey we can just make a game in this thing for free uh epic games is going to take like five percent of the game or eight percent of the game and we can just launch to everything on these portals online for all these things and then after we're done making that revenue then we can maybe figure out if we want to do a physical copy but eh, most people just buy digital anyways So it's like, I mean, it's like the way of radio, right? Like, look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. What we're doing right now still costs radio tens of thousands of dollars in equipment. Right. Yet it costs us nothing to do this. Who's going to die first? Probably (laughs) the radio station.
1: Right. Yeah. It's just, (laughs) yeah, things have just changed. And, uh, you know... At this point, you know anybody and their brother can have a podcast. It's not very hard to do, That's right. and you're already—I mean, you have the potential to actually reach more people than radio. Oh, far more. Yeah. Um, oh. and, and so yeah, it, it's just—I <laughs> Also, radio is bullshit. I don't know. Radio's they can't bullshit. tell you how
0: many fucking people listen to it.
1: <laughs> no, no, they can't. Not at, not at all. I mean, not that podcasting analytics are perfect either, but. They're better. You can only see when someone's <laughs> downloaded closer. their
0: shit and listened to us. Yeah. I mean, my yeah. God, and where they listen to us—holy shit! Yeah. And their age, and everything—it's crazy.
1: Yeah, you can see a lot. You can see a lot of stuff. Uh, we, over the course of doing this entire thing, we've also seen how like inaccurate it does tend to be oh sometimes, God. or how how much fluctuation you see in the the different analytics and different metrics. But uh, how much still, France least, loves us
0: too. Yeah. Holy shit. Big shout out, Big to, shout France. out to France. France. <laughs> Looking good I don't over know there who's France. listening
1: to us in France, but thank you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> thanks a lot.
0: Um all right guys, well we'll wrap it up. Uh if you want to get the uh, access to get exclusive uh, content that is not video game related. Uh, a little bit here and there, but whatever we discuss, but sometimes, yeah, 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 if, yeah, if we discuss yeah. video games on there, I have any news, it also gets discussed on these free versions of the podcast, also because we don't want to content lock people in that in that regard. Um, but uh, we kind of just shoot the shit. It's a kind of a off-topic kind of show, um, and uh, we definitely shoot the shit. Um, <laughs> so head on over <laughs> to patreoncom podcast. Three different tiers over there. Get access to private Discord. Get yourself a stickity-diggity. Um, or uh, get access also to all of the stickity-diggity and Discord access as well as exclusive content. Patreon.com slash Diggity Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcast. Subscribe to your YouTube channel if you haven't already. Um, you can find me on Xbox
1: One. My gamer tag is Maple Jeff, And mine is Luscious Brody on Xbox and on PlayStation. You can find me at Wolverine's Cousin guys leave us a
0: review it helps us out a ton whether it's comment on one of our youtube videos or a review on our itunes page it helps us get noticed and it also lets us know what you liked about the show or what we might need to change on the show to make it better and until next time guys we will see you for the wednesday show see ya